Welcome to Constitution Corner. I'm your host, Robert Owens. Sovereignty is a critical concept for any patriot seeking a deeper understanding of our heritage of liberty. To fully understand this concept in the context of the United States Constitution, a bit of a historical perspective is necessary. Before there was a United States, the eastern seaboard of North America was a group of colonies which drew their legal political existence from charters issued by the monarch of England. Virginia was the first to receive a charter, and it was actually granted to a corporation, the Virginia Company, in 1606. The last charter was issued to Rhode Island in 1663. Because a charter was given by the monarch, it was also the monarch's right to take it away. This was a real politic version of the golden rule. He who has the gold makes the rules. And the king could and sometimes did flex his power in this regard. Our founding fathers had an up-close and personal view of what a tyrannical king was capable of, and a consequence of this was the Declaration of Independence. The Declaration of Independence addresses the issue of sovereignty, and in fact the concept of sovereignty is critical to the very first sentence. Quote, when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. Bringing your focus to the words, separate and equal station, and let's consider the meaning of this phrase in detail. Prior to this Declaration of Independence, the colonists understood that the king had the authority to take away their charter, the charter being the source of law to be a self-governing people. In fact, this very act of removing charter rights was among the list of grievances in the body of the Declaration, quote, for taking away the charters, abolishing our most valuable laws, and altering fundamentally the forms of our governments was part of that Declaration. The charter was to the colonists then what the Constitution is to us now. However, the king was superior to the charter and had the retained right to alter, suspend, or terminate it at his pleasure. As a brief aside, a modern parallel to this form of tyranny is the United Nations Charter, which globalists are trying to establish as a superior body of law over our Constitution in the same way that the king was a superior law given over the colonial charters. For the Continental Congress to claim that they had equal station, what they were saying is that each of the colonies were no longer subject to the king, but that they were sovereign states, each possessing the powers of a king. This was a thunderous assertion that sent a shockwave through Europe that cannot be overstated. It was a sea change of political reality whose scope and depth had not been realized for over a thousand years since Rome devolved from a republic to an empire. King George III did not take kindly to the Declaration of Independence, and we had to fight a war to make it stick. Although things looked bleak, the brave men and women that put their lives on their line for independence prevailed. In September 1783, King George III was forced to recognize his defeat by submitting to the Treaty of Paris, which ended hostilities. 
Article 1 of this contract states in pertinent part, His Britannic Majesty acknowledges, and then it goes on to list out all 13 states, to be free and sovereign and independent states. The plural here was not a mistake or a typo, and we should not forget that before there was a United States of America, there were 13 independent sovereign states. It is critical to note that neither the Articles of Confederation nor the Constitution of the United States altered the fabric of state sovereignty. In each case, the independent states willingly agreed to cede a small portion of their sovereignty to a national government for limited enumerated purposes. Article 6 of the Constitution requires all state government officials to swear an oath of office that requires them to enforce this contract as written. This includes acting at the state level if the federal government is failing to respect the limitations on its powers. Is your state representative abiding by that oath of office? If not, understand that there will be no accountability at any level of politics until there is accountability at the electorate level. Freedom is not a spectator sport, and it's time to get busy. Don't just know your Constitution, live it. This has been Liberty News Hour. Please visit jbs.org and thenewamerican.com to find more information about this topic as well as other critical information, and please share this with others. This has been Liberty News Hour. Join with me every week as we give a fresh perspective on topics that matter to you and your liberties. Please visit jbs.org and thenewamerican.com to find more information about this topic as well as other critical information. And please share this with others. <laughs>